The Fumishnais in the second half of this parak discuss different scenarios where there is water running through one's courtyard, or it could be there's just a body of water in the courtyard, and whether one is allowed to fill up water from there and either use it for himself or feed it to his animals. This particular scenario of this Mishnah is where Gazustra, a balcony which is coming from a higher story of the building in the courtyard, which is directly above a pool of water. So let's say you've got a pit of water in the courtyard, and directly above it you've got a balcony. And in the floor of that balcony there is a hole, and in general the person who owns that balcony would lower a bucket through the hole into the pit of water, and then draw water from the pit like that. Now of course on Shabbos, one cannot fill up water from that pit and into the balcony on Shabbos, because that would be transferring something, transferring the water, from a karmelis to a rish to a private domain. The body of water is at least 4 by 4 tfachim with a depth of at least 10 tfachim. And so Jabonim is forbidden to carry the water from the pit of water into, through the hole into his balcony, which is a rish However, there is a solution. Elohim Kane Osula, unless he made for the balcony, a partition, walls which are 10 tfachim high. And you need to build that partition, either above the balcony, or below the balcony, so underneath the balcony floor, to build walls or partitions at the bottom of the balcony. And once you have full walls surrounding the hole of where the bucket goes through the hole, you've got full walls, and there is a halacha Moshe Messinai, there's a rule which we have a tradition of since Moshe at Arasinai, that is known as good achis mechitzasa or Gudachis for short, and that is that we can view the walls as going downwards. Even though these walls don't actually reach the water, since they are already significant walls, they're at least 10 Tzvachim high, we view it as if the walls went down all the way to the water, and that way, all of the water which is directly underneath the balcony is really considered to be part of one private domain, that same private domain as the balcony, and that way you can fill up water from directly below the balcony and bring it upwards onto the balcony. Similarly, in a similar but different case, if there are two balconies, one above the other, and there's a hole in both of the balconies, one above the other, so that the bucket would be lowered from the top balcony, it would go through its own hole and the hole of the bottom balcony, all the way down into the pit of water down there in the courtyard. Now we learned about a case earlier on in the Masechta where a courtyard is within another courtyard. So courtyard A is inside or it's behind courtyard B, so that in order to get to courtyard A, the residents have to go through courtyard B in order to get there. And we learned over there that at least according to some opinions, if the residents of courtyard A, the inner courtyard, don't make an Erev, so they are forbidden to carry, even if the residents of Courtyard B do make an Erev, since the residents of Courtyard A are also people who go through Courtyard B, they're considered to be some a bit like residents of Courtyard B. So if they can't carry, then also the residents of Courtyard B are not allowed to carry in their courtyard. Now if you think about it, this is a very similar case. Just like over there, you have to go through Courtyard B in order to get to Courtyard A. Over here, the, res- the people who own the upper balcony if they want to get water, they have to go through the bottom balcony. And they have the right to do that as well. And therefore, really what they would need to do so that both of them to car- can carry is that they need to make a chitza, a partition for both of the balconies. If they do that, then they are both allowed to use their, their buckets, they can fill up water on Shabbos, and they actually don't need to make an of together. 
since they both made mechitzas, that is enough to allow them to fill up water on Shabbos. Now what happens if the bottom balcony did make a mechitza, but the top one didn't? So this is like a case where the outer courtyard made a Erev, but the inner courtyard didn't. So since the owners of the upper balcony have rights to go through the hole and through the balcony of the bottom balcony, so if they're not allowed to fill up water on Shabbos, they also forbid those who own the bottom balcony to fill up water on Shabbos. Now what happens if it was the other way around? If they made a mechitza for the top balcony, but they didn't make it for the bottom balcony. So in the case of the courtyards, this is like the inner courtyard made an Erev, but the outer courtyard didn't. So in that case, the residents of the inner courtyard are allowed to carry, but not the residents of the outer courtyard. So we would think that the halacha over here would be that the people of the upper courtyard are allowed to fill up water, but not the people who own the lower the lower balcony. However, the Gemara explains that we're talking about a case where those who own the bottom balcony contributed to making the mechitza for the upper balcony. So although they don't have actually rights to go through the upper balcony, they nevertheless are considered a bit part of it, and therefore Shtein Asurais, the owners of both balconies, are forbidden to fill up water on Shabbos through these holes. Actually, unless they make an of together to connect the two balconies, because they're now considered a bit like one, and if they do that, then they are allowed to carry, they are allowed to fill up water from the pit on Shabbos. Mishnah test. In the times of the Mishnah, people would often pour water into the courtyard, so the water would then either be absorbed into the ground, or it would flow out into the public domain outside of the courtyard, and eventually be absorbed into the ground. Now the Rabbana measured that on an average day, people would usually pour out two sa'ah of water into the courtyard. That's the amount a typical household would pour out. And they also measured that that amount of water can be absorbed in an area of 4x4 amas. And because of that, if one's courtyard is at least 4x4 amas large, then one would be allowed to pour the water into the courtyard. The mission discusses Chotzer Shipachusim Erebot Tfachim, a courtyard which is smaller than 4x4 Tfachim. In Shemichim Besechemayim B'Shabbos, one is not allowed to pour water into there on Shabbos, since it is assumed that the water will end up flowing into the Rosh Hashanah and although you didn't directly take something from a private domain into a public domain, so it is not forbidden mid nevertheless it is forbidden mid because it is a direct result of your action. However, once again, there is a solution. Unless they made a hole for it, which holds two of water, from the opening of the pit, from the top of the pit downwards, so if you make a pit, if you make a hole in the ground, such that the water will go into the hole, so then it's not going to end up flowing into the Rosh Hashanah, and it would be permitted. Whether you make the hole outside of the courtyard, and that means that you make it at the entrance of the courtyard, right outside of it, so that the water flows directly straight from the courtyard into the hole, so it is not part, it doesn't go via the Rosh Hashanah first, or whether you make the hole inside the courtyard, certainly that will be permitted. Now the Mishnah lists one difference between whether you make the hole on the inside of the courtyard or you make it right outside. If you make the hole directly outside of the courtyard, one needs to cover the hole in order to make it be clear that it is separate from the public domain because people who are passing by might think that this person took water from his private domain into the Rosh Hashanah. So he needs to cover it to show that it is clearly separate from the Rosh Hashanah. But of course, maybe if he made the hole in the inside of the courtyard, then ain't Sarah he does not need to cover it because that concern is not existent. 
Now the truth is, even if somebody happens to need to pour out more than two sa'ah of water on that day, he is allowed to, even if it will mean that the whole overflow, because since anyway this whole prohibition is only mijabanan, so as long as you have this hole, which usually solves the problem, if in one particular case, you happen to pour more than two sa'ah of water, that is still permitted, even though there is a chance that it will flow into the public domain. Mr. Yudu, Yaakov, Yaakov says, Biv, a gutter which is which is covered for at least the length of four amas in the public domain. So there's a gutter which goes from the courtyard outwards into the public domain, and for at least four amas of its length in the public domain, it is covered. So this is a very similar case to the previous case where you had a hole just outside of the courtyard. The gutter is considered to be a sort of extension of the courtyard. It's not considered to be part of the public domain. However, the halachas here are slightly more strict than in the previous Mishnah. Because over here, the whole point of the gutter is so that the water will go and flow into the Rosh Hashanah. However, at least the first halacha is the same as in the previous Mishnah. Since the gutter is 4 by 4 or Amas, so the average amount of water, tusa of water, which a household pours out in an average day, that will be absorbed by the area of 4 by 4 Amas. So anyway, it's unlikely that the water will continue to flow into the Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, Shochan and Sochemayim Shabbos, one is allowed to pour water into the gutter on Shabbos. And this is permitted even if the water will end up flowing into the Rosh Hashanah. However, the Chachom are more strict in this case. So Chachom, the Chachom say, Even a roof or a courtyard which is a hundred Amas long, one is still not allowed to pour water into the gutter. Even if the gutter is a hundred Amas long, it runs across the whole roof or the whole courtyard, you're still not allowed to pour water into there. Because since the gutter is made so that the water will flow out into the public domain, you're showing that your intention is to get water to go from the private domain into the public domain. And therefore, you are not allowed to pour the water into the gutter. However, what you are allowed to do is, or some nice read, you can pour water either from a roof to another roof, or it just means that you can pour water onto the roof of, let's say, one of the houses which open up into the courtyard, and then the water will flow from the roof, the water will go down into the gutter, and then from the gutter it will end up going through and possibly reaching the public domain. But since this is a step removed, and you've shown that really you would not mind if it stays in the gutter, you're not necessarily intending for it to go into the public domain, you pull it onto the roof, it's much less direct. So therefore in that case, even the Chachom agree that it is permitted. Alright, now the Mishnah ends off by a statement which refers more to the previous Mishnah, where we made a distinction between a courtyard which is at least 4x4 four four Amas, to a courtyard which is smaller than 4x4 four four Amas. So the Mishnah says, sadra, The courtyard and the porch area in front of the courtyard, this refers to an area which had um, sort of four poles and a roof. So it was sort of a room without any walls. There would often be such a structure at the entrance of a courtyard. So that area also, its torfin, it joins together with the courtyard, La Arba Amais, to make up an area of 4 by 4 Amas, such that if together they make up at least 4 by 4 Amas, one would be allowed to pour water into the courtyard, even without making a hole. Mishnah Aleph. The Mishnah begins with the word V'chein, and similarly, but many of the versions get rid of that word, and we're going to explain the Mishnah without that word. So this is a new case which is different to the previous Mishnayis. Again, it concerns pouring water into the courtyard, but this time, if there are two balconies, one opposite the other. 
So let's say you've got two buildings which open up into a courtyard. One building is opposite the other one. And we're discussing a courtyard which is smaller than 4 by 4 Tfachim. If it was at least 4 by 4 Tfachim, then you would be allowed to pour water into there even without making any holes, as we saw a couple of Mishnahis ago. But if it is smaller than 4 by 4 Tfachim, then we learned already that one needs to make a hole which can hold at least two sa'ah of water. But in this case, Miktsasan Osu'uka, some of the people who had balconies in that courtyard made a hole. Or Miktsasan Leosu'uka, but some of them did not make a hole. So for the sake of simplicity, let's say one or let's say there are two balconies, one opposite the other, and only one of them dug a hole. So the one who dug a hole is permitted to pour water into that hole. And the Gemara explains that this is even true if he did not make an Erev together with the other residents. Even if there is no Erev in the courtyard, so in general it is forbidden to carry anything from your house into the courtyard, in this case it's permitted. Just like we saw earlier that one is allowed to pour water into the courtyard, even if it will indirectly cause it to end up being in the Rosh Hashanah so too over here one is allowed to pour water onto his balcony, not directly into the hole, if there's an Erev, then he can pour it directly into the hole. But if there is no Erev, then he can pour it on his balcony, so that it then flows from his balcony into the hole in the courtyard. Since it's indirect, again, it is permitted. However, those who did not dig a hole are forbidden, and even if they pour it onto their balcony and it indirectly goes into the hole, they are still forbidden to use the hole. And the Gemara explains that since the hole would not be so close to their balcony, because the other person built, dug the hole, so he dug it nearer to his balcony. So we're afraid that the other person might come to take his water down into the courtyard. Instead of pouring it onto the balcony and allowing it to flow, it might not reach there. So the person might come to actually take the water, bring it down into the courtyard and pour it into the hole. And that is forbidden since there's no area in this case. You're not allowed to carry things from your house into the courtyard, and therefore the Chachom said he is forbidden totally to use that hole, even by pouring water onto the balcony first, so that he does not come to bringing the water downstairs and actually pouring it directly into the hole.